Welcome to the Whitewater Podcast. Stay tuned at the end of the message for church resources and more information about Whitewater. For now, let's dive into this week's message together. Welcome back to week two of the Art of Party and Hospitality. We're coming out of a time where people have come from a lot of loneliness and isolation. And I think uh, the Christian tradition has an incredible history to draw on with hospitality. And Christians can be helping our world emerge out of loneliness into friendship and into a place of, well, hospitality. My wife, Sarah, is going to start off this teaching, helping us see how Jesus taught his disciples to actually go and bring peace to the party, to look for for people that God is actually doing work in and, and finding ways that we can join God, bring peace to people's lives and to the party. So I'm going to hand it over to Sarah. You know, we're coming out of COVID and so many of us have different comfort levels. And as Christians, we're hospitable people, though. We welcome people in and love people. But we also understand that this is a time and a season where there are different comfort levels and you can do this at your own pace. And relationships don't have to be always lots of people. It doesn't have to be always in person. And you can have friendships and deep friendships in a variety of ways. And so you can take this teaching and filter it through your comfort level and your family's kind of structure right now. But what's cool is Jesus taught his disciples how to meet people where they're at and in society, in culture, when you're in your neighborhood, when you're in your social circles, How do we make relationships? How do we form relationships? And how do we go from acquaintances to friends and even people from different backgrounds to friends? Let's look at Luke 10. It says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He told them, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest and send out workers into his harvest. Now go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. And I think a big part of what that section of the scripture is talking about is we should pray before we hang out with people. For some of us, that might be more natural than others. Sometimes I go and I forget to pray. And some other times when I'm driving, I make it kind of a strategic point to pray for my time with someone, I pray for them. I think about what what's going on in their lives, what kind of questions I can be asking. And I think another point that this is making is you can hang out with other people. You don't have to be the leader in this. You can grab a friend. It says to go out and pair. So grab a friend to meet some new people or grab your family to meet some new people. I think that you can do that on your own. But when we pray, we're asking God into the situation, and he's there with us, helping us guide the conversation, helping us see them as he sees them, helping us just have, yeah, eyes to see in general. Let's go back to what Jesus is teaching. He says, don't carry a money bag, traveling bag, or sandals. Don't greet anyone along the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. If a person of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. I think a lot of what this is saying is you actually don't have to put a ton of effort. I know when I think about people coming over, I think, oh, is my house clean? Do I have food that's good to eat right now? 
And I think especially right now and in the past as well, I've been so blessed by friends that have just said, I'm making this food, will you come over? And there's laundry in their living room. And you know, like they might be, I was just like, that's, that's amazing. I need to be like this. Not to say that you can't prep and really prepare and have people over, but I think you can also take it easy. And, and people like to see realness that our lives aren't perfect and we can have some mess in our homes. Or if, you know, maybe you don't want to have people over right now, but you can meet at a park or you can meet at a coffee shop or you can do a picnic in the park. You can do some outdoor things. Make it easy. And I've heard even introverts say this, like I have, I'm going to do a fire pit from seven to nine. Come on by if you want. And then they have a clear cutoff time. So uh, there's a lot of different times. I know with the extroverts are like, stay all night, stay till midnight. But I think know who you are and, and put some parameters for what works for you. In this particular part, Jesus talks about a person of peace. And what is a person of peace? It's really a person that's receptive to a relationship with you. So if you see your neighbor across the street and they want to come over and hang out for a little bit, that's a person of peace. You know, you don't have to say peace be with you or anything like that. It just is someone receptive to you. Do they want a relationship with you? Are they interested in in a conversation? Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they offer, for the worker is worthy of his wages. And I think what this is saying is often a person of peace often blesses and serves you. So maybe they'll invite you over. You know, sometimes we're busy and whatnot, but they obviously want a relationship with you and they're going to bless and serve you, which is really cool. So if we look at verse seven, it says, don't move from house to house. And I think what this is saying is you want to have eyes to see. And if someone's worth investing, slow down and spend time with them. A lot of times we can move past the things that God is really shaping in our lives and the relationships God is shaping in our lives. And so pausing and investing in that and knowing your bandwidth as well. Like we have a limited time of time (laughs) and energy. And so to invest in those, those people. And I think a big point of this is a lot of times we can spend a lot of time on a non-receptive person when there's people in our lives that are receptive. And I think you can think about even picking fruit. We used to have some awesome blueberry bushes and we taught our daughter, you know, not to pick the green blueberry bushes. It's harder to pull off. It doesn't taste good. I think we can think about that as for relationships too. When they're ripe, it's easy. You can pick it up and it tastes good and it's refreshing and it's awesome in our life. And so when we think through our relationships, if someone's not receptive, you don't have to spend a lot of time. And for the people that are receptive, you do want to invest kind of roots in those friendships and relationships. Maybe it's not about climbing the social ladder, but it's about investing in the people that Jesus wants us to invest in. When you enter any town and they welcome you, eat the things they set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. So I was so excited to put into practice the things that Jesus taught us on relationships of seeing people of peace. And I think we're going to see a lot of fruit in our lives by practicing this. This concept of bringing peace to the party and looking for people of peace people that God has been preparing for spiritual conversations and connection and hospitality is so important to the Christian faith. I mean, Jesus demonstrated this over and over again. He not only taught it, but Jesus actually demonstrated this pattern of engaging people and showing hospitality. You see it in moments like Jesus with Matthew and the tax collectors and the Pharisees. 
The religious people never liked how Jesus showed hospitality to sinners and people with all kinds of issues and brokenness in their life, but he created an environment of love and hospitality. I think it's important to remember that the people he was loving and ministering to often were bringing, I think, questions of of shame and guilt, like, do I belong here? And how could how could someone like Jesus care about and love me? And I think we have to remember that, you know, the, the parties that we host and the places that we go and show and share hospitality, you know, these are places and parties where people are wondering those same things, like, do I really belong? And do people really like me? Could this person really like me if they really knew me? And as Jesus followers, we get to create those same kinds of environments that Jesus created. So here's three ways that you can bring peace to the party and really bring peace to people of peace. The first way is a blessing through friendship. Blessing through friendship. You know, it's so important to when you're in a party or when you're in a group, it's to not... Try to be thinking about yourself and worried about yourself. I know like a lot of times there can be social anxiety. Coming out of the last year that we've had, there's going to be a lot of social anxiety. If you have a, an eye for friendship and, a, and really a heart for friendship in those situations, the pressure gets taken off your shoulders. And instead of trying to be interesting, we get to be more interested in other people. So I think a good question, if you're wanting to bless people with friendship, is how can you connect? How can I connect with people at this party? Look for the things that you have in common and just connect on those things and look for ways that you can connect. And when you found friendship or someone that like, hey, we're resonating, there can be some friendship here. How can you connect elsewhere after the party? And, you know, with your, this is a great way for families to say, hey, let's go do something together as a family that we would enjoy together. So you can start deepening the friendship. I think that as simple as it sounds, blessing people with friendship and going with the heart of friendship is really the heart of hospitality. So the second way that you can be a blessing in a party is blessed through story and spiritual conversations. I think this is so important and also one of the most natural things you can do. And it starts with being interested, not just being interesting, asking questions and listening. Great question to ask is, what's your story? And it's important to just listen. Everybody has a story. Where are the people coming from? Like, what's going on in their life? What have been some of the challenges? What have been some of the wins? Just ask people, what's what's your story? And spiritual conversations, for me, often come out of listening to someone's story. Spiritual conversations, they don't have to be like super, super spiritual or feel spiritual. They can just start with what's real, what's going on in, in real life. And, and just look for those moments that, and maybe those prompts from God's spirit to share a bit of your story to be able to maybe go a little bit deeper into a spiritual conversation. Like like the other other day, I was just talking with someone about their life and they started talking about their experience with religion. And all of a sudden they started asking me questions about like, what is the difference between religion and a relationship with Jesus? And we just started talking about what Jesus was all about. And they were asking me questions. So I just was sharing out of my own experience and out of what I know. And it, it went from this conversation that was very on, very much on the surface and it just went deep and they led the conversation. So let people lead the conversation, share their stories and, and begin to have spiritual conversations. And you can find some of the deepest connections just by asking, what's your story? The third way to bless is blessing through prayer. 
I love this verse from 1 Corinthians. It says, my speech and my preaching were not persuasive with words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but God's power. We see time and time again in the the scriptures, Jesus empowering his disciples to bring the kingdom, bring healing, bring moments of transformation through prayer. And so I want to encourage you, if there's a moment where someone is helping lead the conversation, lead the moment, and you see an opportunity to pray or they ask you for prayer, they find out that you're Christian, they find out that you're a person of faith, you know, step into that moment and just pray. Make it a simple prayer. I know it can sound weird, but um, we I've had some of the most amazing moments of prayer, like at a party. I'll give you an example. One of the first block parties we threw at Whitewater was out in this neighborhood, and I didn't know any of the people in the neighborhood. It was a friend who was kind of the host of the party, and a couple came to us. They've become friends since then, Ty and Samantha. They came up, and we just started connecting and eating food and learning each other's stories and becoming friends. And by the end of the party, they said, would you pray for us? My father's recently died from cancer and it's just been a really hard time. And they had learned that I was a pastor, you know, as we had, you know, kind of become friends and shared our stories. They, just, they said, would you, you know, pray for us? Specifically, um, you know, Samantha asked for prayer and I said, sure. So we just prayed right then and right there, the end of the party, it wasn't weird. And they were, they asked us for prayer. Opportunities like that happen all the time. And the question is, are we open to them? Do we see them and are we willing to step into them? When you're moving from friendship to telling stories and spiritual conversations, maybe there's a a spiritual moment to bring the power of the Spirit into a moment for healing or for encouragement, whatever it might be. Look for points of pain, points of transition, points of hardship, because we always we know the spirit of Jesus wants to bring healing, wants to bring closure, wants to bring encouragement to those points of pain that people people are in. I'm telling you, Jesus had a ministry of this, the the ministry of party where he had spiritual conversations, built friendships, and then would bring the power of the spirit through prayer into people's lives. And so I want to encourage you to do the same as we're having a, a summer where we're rebuilding relationships, we're we're practicing the art of party and hospitality. Practice these things, you know, with the people of peace that God brings you, these people whose hearts are receptive and open to friendship, story, spiritual conversation, and prayer. Practice these things and just watch what God will do. Thanks again for joining us this week. At Whitewater, we believe in creating an environment where you can belong before you believe. If you want to learn more about who we are and what we believe in, visit us at our website, whitewaterchurch.org. If you'd like to contribute to Whitewater financially, you can give online at whitewaterchurch.org give. Or if you want to get involved in blessing our communities or are interested in joining a home church, email us at info at whitewaterchurch.org. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.